are going to be talking about, once again, how to be ready to stand before Jesus, to stand before him without spot or wrinkle. And we're actually going to be talking about our clothes today. Let's acknowledge him, Jesus. We thank you for the revelation knowledge that you're giving us so that we can have confidence to boldly walk to you that day. And know that you look at us as your beautiful bride without spot or wrinkle. We love you and praise you. Give you all the glory. So, Matthew 6, verse 25, Jesus said, and this is King James. I say to you, therefore I say to you, first he said, you can't serve two masters, in verse 24. Either you're going to hate one and love the other, or else you will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, or for your body, what you shall put on it. Is life more important than meat in the body? Then close. And the Amplified Bible, I want to also read to you. And the Amplified. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, and about your body, what you shall put on it. Isn't life greater in quality than food in the body, far above and more excellent than clothing? So Jesus said that it's silly to worry because your father already knows what you need. And so why are you worrying about it? All you have to do is seek his way of doing and being right. And all the things you need will be added to you. And so you don't have to go after it. And I just want to point out in the King James, it says, Take no thought. And if you take the thought, Jesus is, is really um, saying that you're in trouble. Don't even take the thought. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Because if you are, really, um, you're giving the enemy a foothold. And you're taking away from the fact that God will provide for you. But if you worry, you take things into your own hands, and then you're spending all this time worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear. And I said he wanted to talk about our clothes today. So thinking about what you're going to wear isn't really a bad thing. In fact, you know, I, I think that it's a proper thing to do depending upon where you're going to go, what you should wear. We should, of course, dress modestly and represent Jesus. And so he, he's not saying that, but he's, he's saying stop worrying about it. Don't get obsessed with it. Don't let it control you. Don't let it be such a thing that you're preoccupied with it. And the same with food and, you know, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink. But as I said, he wants to talk about clothes today. I was thinking about um, when my mom was here and she'd call and she'd say, what are you going to wear to the party? What are you going to wear? And my sister would do the same thing. What are you going to wear? What are we going to wear? And um, it, it was 
a big to-do in our family, what we looked like, and, and we spent a lot of time. In fact, we were all seamstresses, and and um, I liked to design my own clothes, and, you know, um, I was artsy about it. And so I spent a lot of time, in fact, at one point, God asked me to give away my slime machine because I was worrying about what I was going to wear. I was obsessed with it, and I made clothes for my son and I made clothes for my husband and when we went somewhere we all matched and so um Jesus meanwhile is thinking you know you guys are wasting your time don't worry about what you're going to wear what you're going to eat what you're going to drink it's already been provided for you it's menial it's silly it's unproductive and it ends up being a God, because you give it so much time and attention. And so as I'm growing in the Lord, and he's talking to me about my clothes and how much time I spend on them and reminding me of where I was at. Well, first I'm going to say he's growing me up to this other place, but reminding me this morning as where I was at, where You know, if we were going to go to a party, um, you know, when we were sewing and then after that, for me, it was like, well, quick go to the store and get something because I don't want to have to decide tomorrow what I'm going to wear. Or if I did have some things in mind to wear, I, I never felt like wearing that thing that I picked out the next day. And so I lived by how I felt. It, you know, I don't know, I don't feel like wearing that. Well, I don't want to wear it. I didn't realize how how that looked. And, you know, it was a big thing. And so it was easier to, um, I got to the point where the day before I would just go get something. And because it, it was easier to decide what to wear out of my closet. So then I ended up with all this stuff. And um, not only that, Sometimes just getting stuff. So I had something and I didn't have to decide what to wear. So the indecision ended up being the problem because I took thought. I thought about it too much rather than just going and picking something out of my closet I like, put it on and go and be done with it. And ending up with things I didn't like because of the times that I did go and just get something, I just had too many clothes. In fact, at one point, God said to me, give your clothes away. It'll be easier for a camel to enter the eye of a needle than for you to enter the kingdom of heaven. So give your clothes away. And it was an audible voice and, and um, he was teaching me. So I gave my clothes away and I just had dangling hangers. But, you know, he was saying, is it me or is it that? I chose him, and I continue to choose him. And what, what he's thinking about, think about this. While we're thinking about all those menial things, making a big deal out of what we're going to wear, what we're going to eat, and what we're going to drink, which causes us to serve money, because it takes money to do that. Well, if I don't have money, how am I going to know what I'm going to eat or what I'm going to drink? How am I going to go before every occasion and get something new. And so 
what he's what he's grown me to is, and what I want to share with you today, and what he wants you to know, is that we need to be getting ready to stand before him. What are we going to wear to the banquet table? How is he going to see us? Is he going to notice we have on that wedding dress? Revelation 19.7. Let us rejoice and shout for joy, exulting and triumphant. Let us celebrate and ascribe to him glory and honor for the marriage of the Lamb at last has come and his bride has prepared herself. She has been permitted to dress in fine linen, radiant linen, dazzling and white for the fine linen signifies it represents the righteousness, upright, just, and godly living deeds, conduct, and right standing with God. And so what we, what we grow into, being in the likeness of Jesus, as Colossians says, wearing kindness, love, caring. It's our character that Jesus is concerned about. And when we grow and, and we're recreated in his likeness, we're going to be allowed to wear that dress. We're going we're gonna to enter into the kingdom of heaven and we're going to have the dress. And if you forgot to get ready, you're not going to have a dress to wear. And as we read at the, at the at, at the wedding feast, there was one person there that it was said to him, how did you get in here without your garment? You have to get ready by, and, and you know, we're thinking about all these material things and living here forever. And Jesus is thinking about, you're not getting ready. I'm coming. You're not going to have a dress. You're not going to be allowed into the, the wedding feast. You're not going to have a seat at the table because you're not getting ready. And, and when Jesus said, take no thought, immediately I knew he was saying, don't let the enemy get you all wrapped up in what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. It's a trick. It's a ploy. Because if you're preoccupied with that, you're not preoccupied, you're not occupied with getting ready for Jesus. You're going to think you're already ready because you haven't even heard him say you're not. His law is love. And he's going to teach you that. He said he's going to correct you. He corrects those that he loves. And he's going to teach you, you know, the thing that you need to do to be ready that you need to choose him and not the clothes, not the money. Either you, you hold true to one and despise the other or you despise, yeah, so you despise that other thing. So if clothes are your God, you will despise them. If you're overboard in it, you're going to despise it. And love God instead and realize he's going to provide for you that thing that you need. You're not going to make a big to-do 
out of your clothes. If it's money, it pertains to all those areas. And Jesus said, life is more important than that. Where to be spending this time developing in his character, recreated in his likeness. And as we do that, he's just going to add those things to us that we need. And so we shouldn't have our sights set on things, but on him. We're going to have, he's going to be the one that we're looking to and wanting to get ready for. You, you want to care what he thinks about how you look that day. Right? You, you want to walk towards him in confidence, knowing that he corrected you and you chose him over the stuff. Over everything else, you chose him. Maybe there was a really cute outfit you had your eye on. And you're taking too much care. He's going to say, no, just let it there. Do you love me or do you love it? And you got to make that choice. Are you going to serve God or money, God or things? Maybe it's a job. And a job is going to provide for you all those things you desire. That beautiful house, that car you want, those clothes you want. You want so much. So you got to have this job. So then you deny Jesus for temporary satisfaction. See, the thing is, those are all ploys to keep you from getting ready for Jesus and ploys from the enemy to try to be sure that you got a God before God and so that you can't enter into eternal life. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And Jesus is saying, don't take the thought. Resist the thought. It's from the enemy. And he's trying to overtake you with things. And because in verse 24, he said you can't serve God in money, it all adds up to that. He said, therefore, stop worrying about your life. And the Father, he already knows you need these things. But when you seek his way of doing and being right, what you need is just going to be given to you, added to you. It's going to be given to you because you're getting ready to move into the kingdom. And in the kingdom of God, you don't work to make a living. You don't work to get stuff. All you do is love and let him provide for you. When I quit my job, he told me it was in the way. I was depending on it. And I quit my job. And then I... Um, I saw this little Yorkie, these little Yorkies when I was running. And I wanted one really, really bad. But I couldn't go get a job and get one because I already committed 
to him, and he asked me to quit my job and depend on him. And so I did, and he gave me that dog. You might have heard me tell the story before, but he gave it to me. He said, those who delight in the Lord, I give the desires of their heart. And so if you delight in his way and being about developing your character to look like him and being involved in his life and to go do his work, it's just going to add that stuff to you that you're working so hard to get, really wasting your life. If you're just running around in circles trying to figure that out, and he came tomorrow, and he said, I didn't know you. You lived like the heathen. And that's what he said. The heathen Gentiles live that way. Those who don't know God, not everyone who calls me Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven. But Lord, we did this, we did that. Yeah, you did. But you had a God before me. You didn't get ready. You didn't build your character. You're too busy trying to provide for yourself when I already provided for you. So we got to find out what we're supposed to be doing. Where where we're supposed to where we're supposed to go, what we're supposed to do. How we're supposed to um Get ready for him and stop spending time on things that were already provided for us. So stop worrying about your clothes. Just put them on. Get dressed for the occasion. Don't make it such a big to-do. And then you're going to start, you know, we miss Jesus. We can't hear him when we're wrapped up in something else, when we're worried. When you're, when you're concerned about something, when you're taking thought to something else, you can't hear Jesus. But when, you're, when you take the time to take thought to Jesus, you can hear him. You can hear him correct you, lead you, guide you, tell you things to come prepare you to stand before him that day. So, it's a good word. It's a good word. Because we spend so much time, the enemy has us so wrapped up in how we look that we're missing Jesus. We're spending too much time Figuring out things for yourself when all those things are already going to be added to us. And yes, of course, we need to take the time to dress appropriately as representing him. And that actually comes with sitting with him first. And we want to represent him. We want to represent him inside and outside. So be careful what you hear, Jesus said. Be careful what you hear. I know that the enemy is roaming around like a roaring lion looking for someone he can devour. He doesn't want you to have eternal life. He does not. 
So if you never ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, if you're willing to commit to taking thought to him rather than thinking about so much about everything happening around you, then I would just like to invite you to say this prayer with me. Okay? So Jesus, we are asking you to come and live on the inside of us and teach us. We're ready to commit to you, to heed your voice, to think about you and not all the other things around us. We want to please you. We want to move in with you. We want to think about and know what we're to be wearing that day. We don't want you to look at us and say, you forgot your dress. Where's your dress? But we want to look like you. We want to walk down that aisle, Lord, and see that you were pleased. That we look like you. We have your character. We would only say and do and think what you would say and do and think. So we're ready to commit to you. We heed your voice. We're going to heed your voice with your help. Love you and praise you and give you all the glory. I was in heaven, and Jesus brought me to heaven. And before I, before I was in heaven, I was corrected because I wasn't getting ready. I, was, I wasn't getting ready to move in with him. And I didn't realize that I wasn't getting ready. And um, I stopped doing what he called me to do. I just stopped, long story short. Anyway, he told me I was like the five foolish virgins because I wasn't getting ready. And you know they were knocking at the door, and he said, I'm not acquainted with you. But Lord, Lord, let us in. I didn't know you. I'm not acquainted with you. Which means they weren't getting ready. They were following after the things of the world. You can't get ready at the last minute, right? If you get ready for a party at the last minute, like I did, it can, it can drive you kind of crazy, you know, um, just trying to figure it out at the last minute what you're going to wear. And then everything goes wrong, of course. Um, if you do it, like if you shop too close to the event, like the night before, and don't get enough sleep. Anyway, we can't get ready at the last minute. He said to me, you can't write books at the last minute. You can't do the things I'm calling you to do as soon as you hear the trumpet blow. And so after that, I, I got going. Um, his correction scared me, a couple corrections actually. And he took me to heaven, and I saw my dress hanging from the sky. It was beautiful. And then I saw myself in it. I sat at the banquet table with him. And 
So I know that I'm getting ready now. And I'm not in that stage and I have no one asking me anymore, hey, what are you going to wear? I'm in a different place. I'm getting ready to stand before Jesus with my dress on. And that's what I live for now. I'm getting ready to be with him. And that's what he wants you to do. There's a dress for you. There's a garment for you if you're getting ready. His bride has prepared herself. It's for, for the marriage of the Lamb at last has come. And his bride has prepared herself. She has been permitted to dress in fine linen, radiant, dazzling in white. The fine linen signifies the righteousness, the upright, the just, the godly living deeds, conduct, and right standing with God. Getting ready. is looking like Jesus. Colossians says, if I can find where I put it. I guess I don't have it here. But Colossians says, to dress in humility, kindness, and gentleness. And when you, when you sit with Jesus and you take his thoughts. You're going to look like him. You're going to act like him. He's going to get you to that place where others are going to see him in you. And they're going to want what you have. And we're going to be a part of ushering in Jesus. We're going to be preparing the way for him. Others are going to know him because you know him. Lots of times the way it is is the blind leading the blind. The Christians are not um, representing Jesus. They're not looking like him. Like I said, when my husband and I and my son went to an occasion, we all had to be matching. And so they're not matching Jesus. They don't look like him. They don't talk like him. They don't dress like him. And so many times then people who don't know him at all are following those who say they know him, but they don't match. They're not wearing the same outfit. And they call themselves Christians, but they think it's okay. Or they're fooled, and they're not following after Jesus completely, partially. They're lukewarm. So if you ask Jesus, come live on the inside of you. I'm so excited for you. You want to prepare to stand before Jesus that day so that you have that dress. That person that didn't have the garment, 
was thrown out into the outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Either you have to pick Jesus or the other choice is the enemy. And he comes dressed as an angel of light, so you don't always recognize you're, you're following him. But if you, if you seek and knock, you seek Jesus, you'll recognize the enemy in your life because Jesus will show up.